Welcome to It's Been On My Mind, the podcast where I sit around with some of my friends and we just discuss the weird thing that's been on our minds this week. I've got with me today Tom Murphy. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Louis Warnick. Hey, guys. And Claire Murphy. Hello. And I'm Cameron Murphy. I forgot to say that. But we're just going to kind of talk about the things that have been floating around in our head. Did anyone have anything they want to start with? Yeah. All right. So, like, these days you get on social media, it doesn't matter what platform you get on. You're going to see some bullshit about, like, astrology, you know, like, some random meme. It's just something, like, claiming, like, oh, it's your destiny. If you're a Virgo, you're fucking determined to meet the love of your life in two weeks. And it's just, like, what do you guys think about astrology? You're being a real Leo right now. I fucking love it. Yeah, what are you? What's your sign? I'm a Virgo. And I feel like... (laughs) Typical Virgo behavior. That's what I was about to say. I thought you were kind of into that stuff, Claire. (laughs) I love that shit. It's definitely interesting, but coming from like a background with psychology, I just take the perspective of like, oh, what's this person's background? Like, you know, what they went through to determine who they are instead of, oh, you're born under this star. You're going to act like this kind of guy, you know? Your sun, moon, and rising signs, to be exact. (laughs) Better watch out. Mercury's in retrograde. Hard. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Fucking everyone up. So I kind of have things on both sides. So on the one hand, I don't think you know, position of the stars and all that ish really affects. But I think there is, in one, a lot of the fortunes they give you are so vague that it can really apply to anyone. And that's kind of how it works. But I think they are able to nail certain things. And it's less to do with positions of the stars and more to do that it's certain dates with each of the star signs. And they've done studies in when you were born in the year seasonally affects your personality. Definitely. I get that because like, I don't know, research indicates that like temperatures outside affect, you know, growth inside the womb, like depending on what season it is and all that. So like, I get that, but it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's just kind of like throwing out vague statements and like people are looking for something to kind of identify in and then just like the latch on to them. Like, oh, that's me. It's a belief system within, you know, your life that you can just kind of follow and blame any sort of wrongdoings or anything that's going right and say oh look at this this thing was right and that's something you can trust and believe in that yeah gives you a little bit of shelter in your just a life. little bit yeah. of validation but there's also you know if some guy or girl's you know an asshole and you break up or it doesn't work out and you're like oh fuck them it's because they're a gemini that's why like that's why we didn't get along you're a gemini i'm a sagittarius right it never worked out yeah <laughs> like sorry good riddance just those relationships don't work And I think that's the thing that's smart about it is that they are very vague and there's very vague good qualities and very vague bad qualities. So if you like like the person, you're like, oh, of course, because he's a Sagittarius and he's like this. And then when it goes shitty, you're like, fucking Sagittarius. (laughs) Classic move. (laughs) I'm of the mind. You could tell someone that's never heard of uh, astrology before. You could be like, oh, yeah, you're you're a Gemini. And they would read into it and be like, oh, this is so me. And yeah. then if they look at it, they'd be like, oh, actually, I'm a Scorpio. But yeah. it's just so general and so, mm-hmm. like, to make you feel good and comfortable that any you could follow any one of the signs and it would follow you in some sort of way. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I don't know. You take from it what you make of it, I guess. Yeah. I think hmm. things like that, though, are important because it's, I'm trying to remember the term, but it's, I think it's in, like, Lacanian psychology where it's this idea of, like, using it as a mirror to reflect things and find meaning in events in life where it may be these vague statements, but how you interpret the statement is based on kind of your subconscious thinking where in like fortune cookies and all these things kind of serve that purpose where it's like, here's this vague statement. Like the one I always think of with fortune cookies because it's really fucking dumb is from the Simpsons where it's like, you'll find love on flag day. And it's something (laughs) like that. And you read it and you're like, oh, I think of like this person, maybe I'll see them on flag day. That kind of is already showing you where your head's already at and that it's giving you these kind of things to, you know, bounce off of or, you know, you'll get your horoscope and it'll be like, things might not be looking good for you like work-wise. And you're like, yeah, my boss sucks. You already knew that your boss sucks, but now that telling you, you're able to kind of, it like hones your thought process a little more. Yeah. What's everyone's sign? Virgo? So I'm a Virgo. Yeah. Virgo as well. I'm Aquarius. Pisces. But you're real close to the... When's uh, your birthday? Mine is the 17th, and I think it's the 19th that switches. Yeah, you're real close. Because I'm the 22nd. Yeah. Cusp. You're on the cusp. <laughs> Which apparently also makes a difference. 
Yeah, and then there's well. the yeah. moon sign and like your sun the rising, sign, like yep. all that stuff. And I think that's kind of the way they get away with it too. Is that if it's like, oh, well, my reader was wrong. It's like, oh, well, that's because you were born at this time of day, so your moon signs this, right, and like right. that's got you all <laughs> fucked up, and that's why you're not seeing the results you want. I feel like it kind of comes down to like um, maybe I just draw the you know the lines together in my own head. It almost seems like holistic medicine, like where it's just yeah kind of this made-up thing that sounds nice and sounds like it should give you order and like oh your chi is all out of order or, oh, you need to you know take <laughs> your these aura steps. cleanse your, your aura is all off and it's just a way for you to kind of it, it's a solution to a problem you didn't know you had okay not necessarily a problem you didn't know you had i think it's a it's the same thing as like any belief system like it's giving you guidance in a world that seems kind of chaotic like it allows you to prescribe order to things and whether it's valid or not like it's kind of human nature since the beginning to be able to say things happen because of this to see a cause and effect and say you know that person wasn't a shitty person because they were a shitty person that person was a shitty person because they were born in may and that's just what makes them a shitty person it's like hating somebody with a certain name and then you meet another one of them and you're like oh I hate Thomas's though. Like I don't want to meet another, another one of these or Greg. something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, but then there's also weird people that like really get in the nitty gritty of it. Like, mm-hmm. my girlfriend knows someone that worked at like a health food store, and she would get so deep into the astrology of stuff. Like, it would determine her sex life. Like, she's like, "Oh, I gotta have anal on the 14th because <laughs> you know, like my sign and his are just." We're at odds, so like we can't really be intimate, but we gotta have sex. <laughs> and then there's also the bad side of it, where like I have a couple astrology apps, of course, but they'll kind of ca- they'll basically be like, "Hey, you piece of shit! Like, why'd you do that today? Or like, this is what you're gonna do today, or what you did yesterday." So that's also attacks you from both sides. So that's no fun. I think the biggest thing is I think it's what makes astrology so laughable but also so interesting is like its connection to the stars and humans have always had like this weird view of the stars and like this mysterious view of them that on the one hand like it's super like it can be super interesting to think like oh the alignment of the stars affects me and it's like this very primal kind of urge but then modern day with science and stuff you realize the position of the stars in earth like you know back in the day when it was the geocentric model like that's so much more meaningful than now when it's like no those stars are millions and millions of miles away from each other and their position has relatively no effect but i think it's that like ancient view of like the night sky and how beautiful it is and how mysterious it is and thinking that has an effect on you like it kind of gives you this connection to the cosmos that yeah it's a type of spirituality i get that yeah. I don't. I think it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you enjoy it, you know, you don't take it too seriously, I guess. And like, I don't know, just have a good time with it. I don't see anything wrong with it. It is kind of fun in its own way. Like I said, I, th- I think it's an interesting method of self-discovery. Yeah. Yeah. Cam's horoscope told him that he was going to self-discover today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did someone Spooky else have accurate. anything they want to talk about? So what's been on my mind lately is you know, my short temper. I think that everybody kind of has temper to one, you know, just varying degrees. But like, I've always had kind of an explosive temper that I've been good about just kind of, I don't hold anything in. But lately, now that I've been in more of like a long-term relationship and like, I'm always surrounded by somebody, I can't really just in earnest let it out. So that really comes out of me when I'm driving. So like, I could be having a great day, a great week, but then, you know, one person cuts you off or... In the town I live in, there's just potholes everywhere. Oh. The city just refuses to fill, to fill them. So, you know, you hit it, and your whole car gets jostled, and it's almost like it shakes loose that anger. And all of a sudden, it's just every bad thought you've ever had just comes spilling out. I scream myself hoarse thinking about it. And this is a little troubling, because like, I always think that I've got a pretty good grasp on it. But when it comes out, I just can't stop. I've been red in the face, screaming from you know one end of town to the other. But then as soon as you turn the car off, it's gone. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, what other situations in life get anyone else like that? Because for me, it's definitely driving is the A number one. And then the number two is probably customer service. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think driving is a good one because like a lot of the time, you know, you're driving by yourself. So you don't really have to worry about like other people judging you when you get angry in those situations and like 
it offers a good chance to just kind of vent all the bullshit out of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So driving's a good one. Um, customer service is also a good one, especially, you know, you're dealing with someone up front and you can just instantly go back to the kitchen and talk shit about oh, yeah. them. Tear like, them apart. Yeah, with everybody else back there. For sure. That's always a good one. I, sometimes it's just the smallest things when you let it pent up like that and you just like, oh, I'm trying to think of something small. Stubbing your toe, maybe, oh, after oh, a long dude, day. Stubbing your toe, fuck. You hit it. I mean, yeah, you could be having a great day and stub your toe and it pisses you off. Or, like, I remember one time, very vividly, I remember, I we were going to go get ice cream, me and my sister, and um, she came downstairs and she started making pasta. And I don't know why. I was just <laughs> like, why are you? I thought we were going to get ice cream. Why are you making pasta right now? And she was like, well, yeah, I'm just going to eat real quick. It'll literally take me like 10 minutes. Don't worry about it. And I was like, I was beside myself. I don't know what it was. I just got so pissed off and I started getting tears in my eyes. And I was like, <laughs> I just wanted to go get ice cream. Like, why couldn't you have done this earlier? It was just one of those. That might just be me, though. Just one of those like psycho just. Yeah. Why'd you have to make when pasta you, now? When you have that full-on mental collapse. Yeah, just where, yep, have you pushed got, me over the edge. Have you ever gotten that like guilty anger where like you're so mad that like um, as soon as your right mind is about you, you're like, oh no. <laughs> you realize you done oh, fucked no. up. <laughs> you have to like, you're trying your hardest just to be like, hey, I'm not crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry I was mad like that, but you know. Right, it wasn't just that, I promise. If I didn't put that coffee table there. If right. I didn't stub my toe, I wouldn't have been mad. <laughs> Dude, I will never forget toe apocalypse for you. Like, how long ago was that? Like, that six years? Um, I think it happened in 2012. So, about seven six years. or so years ago. Mm. Seven years, yeah. 2019. Damn. The math checks out. We um, old. Yeah, we, we're going to go on a canoeing um voyage i assume i'm not sure embarkment i'm not sure <laughs> what you'd say we were gonna go for about a journey on the two or river. three miles down river yeah and this was in the summer first time i'd ever been we were actually kayaking um we went canoeing later in the summer but we were kayaking and i had never been and apparently the river was real low so we had to walk a lot doesn't help that the night before i was trying to drive a or ride a bike down to the local uh, convenience store and i hit one of the raised sidewalk sidewalks in town and mm-hmm. fell down and just ripped my toe apart. Oh, my things were never the same. Inj- insult injury. I had to spend all the money I had on me on peroxide bandages, <laughs> so I didn't even get anything at the store. And then the next day, we were just walking through this scum river for five to six hours. Comes out years later, they've just been pollute in the river with sewage for, uh, for a year oh so. not surprising and that was kind nice. of common knowledge yeah but <laughs> like that it was kind of like that willful shaman. yeah and uh yeah no my toe got super infected uh. on top of an ingrown toenail and it's one of those things where i was like i'm young it'll be fine <laughs> dude i let that thing fester for like a year oh, and it was oh just a my I was like, god if i don't take off my sock it won't smell bad oh my oh, oh it was brutal it's like the only time in my life where i've like just willingly ignored like a health problem like that <laughs> but i was like oh it's my foot now what's it matter it doesn't matter that every time it's I put real on a far sh- away every time yeah. i put on a shoe it hurts oh my god <laughs> yeah and then it's like you never catch as many corners as you do when you have something oh, wrong with your foot yeah. i was stubbing my toe left and right like anytime it started to look better at all Yikes. it was like oh good there's just a metal box in the middle of the floor <laughs> i don't think i've ever done that with a body part but i do it with my car all the time just check engine light comes on ignore uh, it for like a week or two and it'll kind of you know or if you hit a real itself. big pothole and it's just one of those moments where you have to be silent for a little while in the car and just kind of reevaluate what just happened and just it'll be fine yeah i'm still moving it'll be fine that's to kind of get back to the original topic i don't really get angry often i like to think of myself as a pretty calm individual but when people try to tell me to do something and it's like a weird thing where like if someone's like hey can you do this i'm fine with it but it's like vague things where like an outside force is just like everyone should do this it pisses me off and to kind of describe this like give you an example so you can better understand what i mean up on 352, a highway by my house, the speed limit goes from 55, it drops to 45 in this neighborhood, and then it goes back to 55, and everyone just goes 55 straight through, because it's a fucking highway, and there's houses, but it's like, houses on one side of the street, and then on the other side of the street, a fucking cliff face. So it's like, no one needs to be crossing this street, and one of the families has one of those, like, church signs out front, 
in like mismatched serial killer style like fucking magazine cutout letters it says on one side only 45 please and on the other side are you only going 45 <laughs> okay and it fucking every time i drive by i get like angry that if i ever see a kid in the road i'm gonna hit him just on principle because it just going is just very though. like don't fucking come at me with that passive aggressive bullshit when i'm just trying to live my life your kids shouldn't be in the street it's darwin survival of the fittest if your kids are in the street they're only in the street to hang out in the street there's nothing on the other side because all there is is a sheer cliff face and a little bit of forest. There's forest right next to them. There's other houses right next to them. Fields right next to them. Go play in those. If they're in the street, they got to get hit. The other thing, too, <laughs> there's they not a difference between 45 and 55. Like, have they done the math? And it's like, you know, Timmy's in the street playing around. I'm zipping at 45. I'm going to cream him. But if I'm only going 45, he's going to be able to jump right out of the way. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's that big of a difference. I mean, that's definitely how it works. Like, yeah. I just hate, like, that. They decide, they're like, I'm going to tell everyone how it goes. And I really hope, and I hope it's not anyone I know, but I hope their kid just gets fucking clocked. Jesus. <laughs> and that they are like, why'd you hit him? And they're like, oh, sorry, I was reading that weird sign. Because <laughs> that's the shit that gets me is all, you know, like, oh, don't speed, but here, be distracted. And yeah. another thing like that is it always pisses me off when I see billboards that are like, don't text and drive. And it's like, why? Why Why shouldn't you text and drive? Oh, well, because you'll be too focused on reading to pay attention to the road. And it's like, then what the fuck is a billboard? Right. That's what I'm doing currently. Yeah. It's like, I think they're just mad because people aren't looking at billboards. They're looking at their phones and it's cutting a billboard's big business. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, fuck you. Like, I don't know. I don't think you should text with drive. I'm not pro texting with drive. And I think it's a bad thing. You'll hurt someone. As much as I was saying, I want those kids to die. Just those kids specifically. Not all the kids. So... Don't text and drive. I'm not getting at that. But I'm saying don't fucking put signs around town. Be like, hey, come to fucking Ornette Health. It's like, I'll go to the hospital when I want to go to the hospital. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, you know, I saw a billboard. Should really get my heart looked at. I don't know. Those PSAs <laughs> send some powerful messages, man. Have you guys been down south anytime recently? Yes. I can't say. Talk about the Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. If well, I mean. The that... big billboards that are always, hey, you're damned forever. <laughs> Unless you stop by on old second in Wall <laughs> yeah. Street and then you come hang out. You gotta hang out with the J-Man for a bit. The Jeezy boy. <laughs> no, so that's a whole nother, like, topic in and of itself. Not even billboards, dude. They'll just have, like, hand-painted signs, like, hammered onto trees saying just one word, you know, Jesus. Or, like, the Lord saves. Just all over the South. But, like, yeah. there's that. And then there's just horrifically horrifically graphic anti-abortion billboards like everywhere the (laughs) jesus ones that trip me out are like the ones that are like vaguely threatened where they're like he's coming and it's like oh yeah like it's like get fucking ready (laughs) (laughs) and there's always one on the way between us and the city of ithaca where it's like there's like a gas station that's like directly at the halfway point and there's always like like bigger than a billboard should be. It's always just a flame decal, and it's like, "Is your soul saved?" Question mark exclamation point. Oof! It's like I don't know. <laughs> there's no directions on it. Yeah, it's just kind of. It's a pretty broad really, question, billboard. And then right under that, there's Peter Rabbit saying, "Have you eaten a carrot today?" <laughs> <laughs> Covering Two all your bases. World. So funny. Well, I, was to say that I was gonna touch on. Um, I don't get very mad at signs that tell me to go the speed limit i'm not gonna lie to you but there's like it's just those things where you know i'll come home from school and i don't really live with my parents anymore but when i come home they always have something like i'm on my way walking to the kitchen i'm gonna do the dishes for you and my dad's like Are you gonna can you do those dishes for me is that too much to ask it's like it's always when did yeah i've been home for one day why are you already mad about this i'm on my way to do that for you <laughs> oh it drives me crazy even to this day you know i'm a quarter century old and my dad will be like Hey, can you do this? You know, no rush. Just get it done. Yep. Yeah, no problem. I haven't lived at home in six years. But yeah, I can help you out. <laughs> and then he'll call me literally 45 minutes later. Um, hey, so when I ask you to do something, what what do you think that means? Yep. I don't know. I could be in the middle of fucking juggling chainsaws. What do you know? Like, <laughs> I'm out here trying to do something else. You ask me for a favor. I'm not going to drop everything I've got to come rake your yard in the middle of June. Yep. But is that too much to ask? Yeah. It's, you know, no, I'm bad son. It's the favorite line. Am I asking you too much? Is it really that hard? No, it's not that hard. 
brutal. Sassy parents, man. Yeah. So what have you been thinking about, Claire? Oh, my turn? Okay. I'm going to touch on the subject of personal space and PDA because I don't know about anybody else, but that shit makes me uncomfortable. How do you, how do you guys feel about it? Because I don't... It's definitely a, a little weird. Like There's a certain there's threshold. There's a time and a place, yeah. I feel like, and a threshold. Like There's a level of PDA that reaches a certain point where it's like, all right, you guys can just like go in the bathroom and have sex. That works too. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, just... very lenient. <laughs> just get it out of like the public eye you know like i don't oh, it's know just, it's unnecessary just I, don't know. I, I think like you kind of set a time and place like there's some public space like bars and shit like people make out and shit and it's just kind of like uh, like weird but whatever and you can ignore it especially if you're drunk enough it might just be funny yeah, yeah. the thing that really gets me though is people will like come into like the place i work and go to like place an order and then start like getting all like flirty and yeah, touching like, each touching other me. and like Ugh. making out and shit and it's like i'm just there like Hey, right. so, uh, so pepperoni on that slice? Like, how many slices is this for here to go? Like, yeah, it's so it seems awkward. like it's to go. Yeah. Which brings me back, yeah. which brings me to the next thing. Like I don't know if I'm weird or not, but just like the thought of like physical touch, not even in like any specific way, but like if I don't invite you to like touch any part of me, like don't even like Sometimes it depends, but if you're like gonna like te- like touch my shoulder or something, like I'm a server and I see other servers like they'll like touch a, a customer or something, it just makes me so uncomfortable because I just yeah. don't. Uh, if I'm ordering my food or like something for, uh, just don't touch me. I don't get it. And usually, I'm usually people, usually servers especially that are you know kind of you know touch just to like kind of be welcoming. Hun is usually a big word uh, in their vocabulary. Okay, darling, yeah. Yeah. hate it. I'm not your the dark. weird thing yeah. is I hate it unless they're like an old southern woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, if I'm it's genuine, then whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like weird if they're like younger and they're like, hey, babe. And it's just like, ugh. Oh, but if it's like an old like southern lady, she's just like, oh, child. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> makes yeah. a little more sense. Oh, I can't stand it. Yeah, it's no, it's it, just, it's the personal space bubble. You got to respect it. And sometimes so, it's bigger or smaller. An interesting thing is that different cultures actually have different bubbles. Americans are very, like, weird about it. Uh And we have a shoulder, like, a arm length thing where if me and you were to walk to each other on the street and be like, what's up? We might, like, hug or, like, shake hands or something. But then we're going to stand and talk to each other basically arm's distance apart. At least arm's distance. And (laughs) other cultures are, like, elbows distance. And then, like, others are, like three inches and uh, it'll just i don't want to smell what you had for breakfast yeah. when we're having a conversation oh, i want to say it's like europeans because they do like the kiss on the cheeks and stuff they'll Ugh. stand and talk and like basically hold out your arm and just like your bicep you know like your shoulder to your elbow they'll like stand that far away and it's just like is an american oh. who wants to be twice that distance part you're just like no yeah and I, do you think that's why other cultures uh regard us as loud because we always talk a little bit further away I wouldn't be surprised if that has some correlation. Another thing is that Americans are just very friendly. Like, things I've read about is most other countries, people don't talk to each other. Like, in America, I'm even very shy, but, like, I lived in New York City, and New York City is a very mean city where people don't want to talk to each other. Even then, you'll still give people, like, polite nods and be like, how you doing? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the most, like, shut down kind of cities. But in small towns in, like, the South, people are very, like... How you doing? You know, I mean, want to have like 10 minute conversations. No other country is like that. It's very, you know, everyone's doing their own thing. You only talk to your friends. You never talk to strangers. And they actually, or whenever they meet Americans, are like, you guys are so fucking friendly. Because we open up more, but we don't like being close. And that's the thing is they have very, they're only close with their friends, but they are both intimately and like, well, not intimately, but like relationship wise and physically very close to their friends which just geeks me out i think it's india and it might be because their population so huge and they uh, especially in the cities live so cramped together have like a four if i remember this article correctly it's been a while since i lived it but it was some southeast asian country has like a five or six inch thing and first generation immigrants when they move to like european countries or american will actually end up getting themselves in trouble and in fights because they're used to you're in line at a store you're basically nuts to butt Uh, (laughs) and that's just uh, the way it is in their country and they're fine with it and then they come up to some asshole who's not understanding and gets real close behind them and 
you know, they're American and they get very perturbed of like, why is this, is he trying to pickpocket me? Is he trying to like fuck with me? And it's like, no, just in his culture, that's where you stand in line. You don't leave that space because that's just, you know, for whatever reason, that's just the cultural limit is you want to be that close which is crazy i've never thought about that because i have a lot of um international students at my school and honestly probably more than like 25 percent is like chinese and so i hear like chinese speaking students all the time and one time i was standing in line to get food and these two girls were behind me having a conversation and one was so close to me her back was to me but she was so close that every time she would like laugh or do something she was bumping into my back and i was like this is i I want to say something like I, oh my God, I was getting so frustrated. Like, first of all, they're already invading the, the like personal space bubble. But now that I like hear that, it's like, oh, it's not, it's not to be any type of way. Yeah. And that's the thing is culturally, if she's like a first a generation. Huh? I thought it was definitely about to get weirdly racist for a second. Oh, yeah, no. You said invaded. invaded. Yeah. I was a little <laughs> no, like, not like invaded, but right, like Claire, just this like, isn't that type I of mean, if, no, I know if anybody were to do that though, I'm like, oh, why are you, why are you touching me? We're just in line. Like, I don't, it. Just, oh, I did not like it. Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. America's a very individualistic is, culture. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the thing that, like, you just kind of got to be understanding. And if you don't know, it seems very, like, ew, this person's weird. But when you realize, like, oh, to them, this is, that's the personal space bubble. It's yeah, like, definitely. You know, you can bump a few times. Right. It's like, okay. But to you, it's like, you're going to need oh, like, a foot or two. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay, just a but that's cultural good misunderstanding. To know. Yeah. But now that you know, you'll be a little bit more forgiving. I yeah, guess. I mean, it's not like I would ever say anything anyway. I yeah. never did because I'm not the type to be like, get off of me. Get but if, yeah, but it was just. That's for like, what are your home? And you're like, I should have fucking said well, or Yeah, or like, yeah. you know, when you're, it's different if you're like in line for a bar or something like that and somebody's bumping into you, yeah. then it's like, all right, why? But dude, I'll tell you back to getting angry at things. The thing that gets me is when you're like standing at the bar and then someone like kind of weasels their way in. Uh-huh. And then they bump you and then look at you like, what are you doing? What are you it's doing, like, bud? you're pushing me right, too far. Right. There's a literal bar in front of me. Like, yeah. I can't do anything about it. It's even worse like when, like, I'm not like some giant. I'm a pretty tall guy. I'm 6'3". But people seem to think that you live a different life than them if you're like <laughs> above 5'11". So like, people be like, oh, big guy's at the bar. I'm like, right. I don't know what you want me to do. Right. I'm just trying to get some sort of help over here. <laughs> And you're the one that's just being rude to me. Yeah. Or like anytime you go anywhere. That's, that's how it was at the concert, man. Yeah. I was about to say not out. to rub salt your wounds, Claire, but the other uh. three of us were Tom and Louie and me were at a Greta Van Fleet concert and Tom kind of hung in the back, but me and Louie went to the front and we we're both pretty tall guys. People were being like very tall shaming to us like, and it wasn't even like to us; it was just to tall people. Like, Down you know, like, in front. Time, yeah. <laughs> one time, I was behind a person. They didn't even see me behind them. They're like, "Tall people should go to the back." <laughs> and it was like with like this hated vitriol, and I was just like, "What? Well, we have the same amount of rights that short people yeah. do. All right, if yeah. you fought your way to the front, you earned it." Dude, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, I was kind of being a prick. So my friends were like, "Let's all go to the front," and I was like, "Okay." And then we all took turns going to the bathroom and getting drinks and whatever, and we got all prepared. And they're like, "All right, let's go up there." It was like a cartoon. I looked one way, turned back, and there was just like a dust cloud where my friends should have been. <laughs> they were just gone. So I like was texting them, trying to get a hold of them. It's like you know this opening act for the concert. I finally find them, and I managed to fight my way, and I get like six rows behind them, and I just see them, and it's just this like loneliest feeling of just like in a sea of strangers and just my friends like in front of me a little bit. So I'm like, all right, when the show actually starts, I'm just gonna shove my way to my friends because the crowd's gonna surge forward like at every concert ever. Show starts, doesn't happen. No one pushes. Everyone's super <laughs> polite. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, I'm going to be the asshole. And I just start trying to body slam my way to the front. And everyone's just getting like real mad at me. As they should be. I was being the asshole. And, and I'm just like making up lies. I'm like, someone shoved me. <laughs> and As finally this moving. dude. <laughs> throwing elbows forward. Yeah. This dude like taps me on the shoulder. And he was like a shorter dude. But he was like a meathead like ripped. Probably could kick my ass. I'm a pussy. And he's like, you trying to get to the front? And I was, it was just at a point where I was, like, kind of buzzed and just kind of, like, over it. I was just like, yeah. And he's like, why? And I was like, because my friends are up there. And he's like, where are they at? And I, like, pointed him out. And he goes, all right, buddy, I got your back. You just got to push through. And it was, like, <laughs> the most supported I've ever felt by another that human being. That did not go where, the like, direction I expected it I to. I thought he was going to get mad and be like, 
Because that was, like, the thing as I was worried, like, someone was going to just yoke me in the back of the head. Oh, yeah. For, like, being the asshole that I was being. But just him to be like, I've got your back. And it was, like, him and his girlfriend. He's like, we're coming with you. Lead the way. And I was just like, yeah. And then, like, charged to the front, met up with my friends. And I was just like, that's the support I need in my life, like, 24-7. Love it. Yeah, seriously. That's cool. I don't know. Those are the kind of, like, human interactions you look forward to when you go out and about during your day and actually almost wraps back around to personal bubbles and personal space because at a concert you don't care there no like, there is no boundaries if you, yeah especially if you really like the band or if you have enough beer in you that it's just kind of like all right it's time to vibe yeah. vibe out with everyone in the crowd dude i was at a flag and molly concert and saw this <laughs> poor soul get murdered where it did the thing when they started playing everyone rushed forward and it was him and his like super tiny girlfriend we're like we're in the front and we're all happy and then the crowd just collapsed forward and he was like in a push-up position around her like on the kind of like retaining wall between you know like it was like this wall like short wall the bound like security guards and then the stage Mm -hmm. and that short wall it was just like him fighting desperately like the weight of like hundreds of people pushing him with his arms around his girlfriend trying to stop her getting like absolutely smushed and he eventually failed and then they like laughed because they got crunched that's rough yeah i always wonder like how many people have like just gotten completely trampled at concerts dude i'm sure a A lot of people fucking died people just lose their mind i remember when yeah. We were in high school. There's this big initiative. It was like, uh, what was it called? It was the weird, like, um, Christ or Christian rock. I Matter. I oh, Matter. Yeah, I completely forgot. And the first ever I Matter Fest they had, it was actually really big. They had it over at the uh, Eldridge Park, a mm-hmm. local, just, you know, park in town. And there was a dude that they just started doing, like, mosh pits for, like, random bands. Yeah, I remember and going. He had to get, like, wheeled out because they, like, broke his leg in, like, four places. Oh, holy shit. And, like, yeah, he deserved it because he was just running around and moshing in a Christian rock band. <laughs> but, like, people just full-on mob mentality when it comes to Go concerts. Go crazy. Yeah. Dude, my cousin, speaking of mosh pits, uh, he, in, like, high school, broke his arm. His principal ran him over, actually. He was skateboarding. His principal hit him. He was probably just walking in the street in a 45. And uh, <laughs> he got a cast in his arm, and he was in the mosh pit, and someone, like, hit him in the shoulder and it caused him to helicopter and his arm went out and hit some kid in the nose and absolutely oh. destroyed it like just shattered oh this kid's nose hurts my nose just thinking about it so going just around the table what is everyone's ideal personal bubble space i don't know it, it, it depends on the context i guess you know for example a concert like if we're gonna be bumping in like, like in your everyday life not outside of everyday life, life grocery store say, yeah probably like at least an arm's length Maybe a little less. I'm going to go ahead and say 24-7, at least three-quarter sleeves length. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where it's about at. Unless it is like the concert or, you know, crowded bar. Even then, I just want to go to the next bar somewhere I can stand in my own space. But it doesn't have to be a whole arm's length because then I probably can't hear you. The other fucking room. Get out of here. I don't <laughs> want to deal with other people. Yeah. The bubble's as big as the room you're in. Yeah. You got to get them out. Lock the, the door. Yeah. Better. Absolutely. That was another one of my um, things, again, circling all the way back around, but learning to like live with new people and different personalities and stuff like that. If my door is closed and I'm half asleep, I don't really want to hang out at that time. I'm not really looking to have a conversation about anything, so I just, I'm just going to start locking the door because you really meet a lot of people. That's when they start banging on the door, though. Hey, yeah. why'd you we're lock yelling it? For, hey, okay? we're going to get food. You want to come? And I'm like, no, I am mid-dream right now. I don't need to come. The worst, though, is 10 minutes later, you wake up on your own, and you're like, damn it, I'm hungry. I really want that food. <laughs> That's not super fucking good right now. That might be a good, a good segue. You guys got some real weird dreams um yeah i mean as weird as they can get i don't know i take a lot of melatonin to help me sleep and those give you some weird dreams like right real like almost real like uncanny valley but <laughs> i don't know they're just and they're like so weird that you kind of just forget them you're like yeah i better not even remember this right throw it out in the mm-hmm. very back of your brain yeah. I don't really get too many dreams anymore. Like, I'll just fall asleep and I feel like I blink and then I'm at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever. But when I do have a dream, they're just off the fucking rails crazy. Like, absolute nonsense. I'm a bird just flying around and then all of a sudden I'm like 
leading a circus, like riding an elephant. I don't know. Just craziness that doesn't make sense. That's cool, though. Realistic dreams are the worst. Oh, mine. I don't think I've ever had a realistic dream, to be honest. And when I do, it's like almost I can instantly tell this is a dream. Like this is too mundane to be like an actual dream, you know? The worst is when you have a dream where you're having like a so- social interaction with somebody that you would like never normally talk to. Yeah. You can't just walk away because it's a dream. <laughs> That's always my go-to move. If like I'm talking to somebody and they're like saying some real out there stuff, I'll just be like, well, you know, man, I got to head out. It was nice talking to you. Right. <laughs> In dreams, it's just like. Oh no! I got you. You're forced. I got you for forty-five minutes. And you're oh yeah. Nowhere. <laughs> you brought me here, <laughs> dude. I'll tell you, the dream that fucked me up the most ever was. I have very vivid dreams. You can remember sometimes. You know, I don't know the dreams I forgot because obviously I forgot them. But I can remember most a lot of the dreams I do have. And I had one, and it was very vivid, and it was this weird like. I'd been playing a lot of like Fallout games, so it was like a weird 50s landscape, but it was also like very horror, like Universal Monsters kind of thing. And I was part ghost and was running from this band of Elvis impersonators and like got captured by like <laughs> vampires. I had to like kill Frankenstein monsters. And it was literally a month of real time. I like lived in this post-apocalyptic hellscape. And I remember at one point they're like, hey, you found this weapon. And it was just a screwdriver. And I was like, I had to stab these like <laughs> Frankensteins in the head of the screwdriver. I was just like, I don't like this. It was way too real. And I woke up and I was taking a half hour nap. I had slept for half an hour between uh. classes, but I had lived out in the dream a month of time. And it just shook me. Like I wasn't right for a week. Yeah. Because it was just this Pretty weird ready. time dilation. of I lived a whole nother life for a month. And, you know, I'd go to sleep. I'd eat. Like I, it was the weirdest dream I ever had. And it just wrecked me. Like I was not myself for like a week yeah i mean they say how long are dreams actually uh, like on, a minute I'm, I'm no expert but i know that they only last a little bit it all depends on your rem cycle so your cycle goes your it's an hour and a half cycle to get from one point back to the same point where you'll start in rem which is rapid eye movement right when you dream where you're on the verge of waking up and then 45 minutes later you're your deepest sleep where you're not dreaming and then 45 minutes you're back into the REM so it depends but really at most it's like half an hour but it's a weird thing where like your time your brain can dilate time you can also go back into a dream when you come back up ah the weirdest thing too is if you drink you won't dream like alcohol will suppress your dreams and you won't you'll (laughs) just go into pure deep sleep but the next time you go to sleep It'll be like a rebound and you'll actually dream more. Hmm. And that actually happens to me a lot when I drink. I'll go to bed and just be dead to the world. Then I'll wake up at nine in the morning and be like, man, that was a powerful sleep. And then I'll sleep another hour and that hour will just be a nonstop dream carnival of me having crazy (laughs) dreams and waking up and be like, holy shit, 10 minutes have passed. And then like going back to bed, crazy dreams. Nonstop dream carnival. Sounds like a game for the Nintendo Wii. Yeah. (laughs) It's an old NES game that no one can beat. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, you guys play Nonstop Dream Carnival? I think it passed level three. Mike Tyson has the record. <laughs> Mike Tyson's Nonstop Dream Carnival. <laughs> what piece of shit made himself the best boss in the game? <laughs> oh, man. I wonder what that nuts up to these days. Um, He had a cartoon for a little while, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Adult Swim. Swim. I never watched it. Apparently, it was... I heard it was so decent. Sound. Yeah, he's just a weird dude. He's just kind of living his life, enjoying his millions, owning tigers, yeah. wearing jumpsuits. I mean, he he seems pretty unstoppable, so, like, I'm sure he's living the best life. He has so much money, he can do whatever he wants, own as many pigeons and tigers and face tattoos as he needs. Mm. My dad's the kind of guy that's, like, always been, even when I was a kid, he was, like, not in the best shape. But, like, me and my brother always have that, like, fear, like, he's got <laughs> one last fight in him. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's how I feel like uh, Mike Tyson is just, you know, maybe he's old now, maybe he's washed up. Maybe not. Who knows? I don't really keep up on the guy, but you know he's got one last slug left in the chamber. Like you know he's coming out swinging. Right. Probably oh, still true. shouldn't rile him up too much. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel with my dad. Like if I overbake a potato, like <laughs> is this my time? Yeah. Is he gonna use the last of his strike? Yeah. Right. This is it. I got to beat up and then go to his funeral because now he's done. <laughs> use the last of his energy just to put you in the place one last yeah. time. On the other hand, I don't think your mom will ever run out of fight. No, she's crazy. She's yeah. five two, just ball of cigarettes, coke and butter. <laughs> Man, but your mom's a fucking saint though. Yeah, she's real nice. Well, 
She's not nice when she talks, but she's she her it's actions. It's there though. Are yeah. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting childhood. So I was thinking about I was hiking this morning and I was all alone because my scrub friends didn't want to go hiking. Not gonna name names. Sorry. Had to nap. <laughs> yeah. I told you I'd sleep till noon. <laughs> but I like spooked some deer and I because I'm a fucking loser. I've hiked there alone before and I've run in a situation where I've seen like bear scan, bear bear footprints and it's just always this thought where it's like this is my time i'm gonna get taken out by a bear and it got me thinking about bears are so scary that did you guys know the word bear isn't even the real name of bears what is it i did not know that we don't remember is it like shortening (laughs) of beware no oh bear so the indo Indo indo-european english block or language block which is what English, like Germanic English, and most languages evolved out of, had a word for bear. And then it's this thing where you'll see it a lot in like things that talk about like magic. Like names have power mm-hmm. in magic. And there's this idea of if you use a name, you invite that thing in. Two very common examples of it is you hear the term like when you're talking about someone and they walk up to you, people will say, speak of the devil. And it's a shortening of the phrase, speak of the devil and he will appear. And it's this idea that, like, if you talk about the devil, bad things will happen to you because you invited the devil in. Another example of it would be in Harry Potter, they don't say Voldemort's name because it's like you don't say the name of the thing you're scared of. People back in the day were so fucking scared of bears that they used terms that they had a word for bear and that they wouldn't say it because they were afraid that a bear would just pop up in their house and fucking wreck their shit. That they bear translates to, like, the brown one. And then they had, like, other things they call them, like, Honey Eater and the Destroyer. (laughs) And those are where, like, the roots of the words we now use for bear are. But they, for so long, never said bear that the word bear was lost to history. We don't know what they were called. They just had, like, vague words. They'd be like, watch out for, you know, (laughs) these vague things. These, like, vague bear-like qualities. They'd be like, some of those are out there. And it went for so many generations. They were like, what the fuck did we even call these things before we called them bear? Oh, and that's how like spooked they were. About yeah. Them. Being so afraid, like you're about to say something like, uh-uh, just, just don't say it. Yeah. We know we know what you're talking about. Let's <laughs> yeah, just it was move like on the from ultimate that. swear word. <laughs> Interesting. Well, think about it. Those things are, you know. They're death machines. They're a ton of just pure muscle that can climb Ooh. trees. They got like their paws. Are Big old they claws. Can, they can open up anything. <laughs> they, you know, a lot of people always are, uh, you see stories all the time of, like, bears that break into cars because they just kind of figure it out. Like, they're smart enough to know how to get into something, eat something. Like, garbage is a big problem. Like, if you leave garbage around, they'll just, that'll attract bears. Like, we live in a kind of, like, a hill, like, mountainous kind of region. And there's, like, bears all over. Like, oh, yeah, we like, got bears. Like, bears come into town all the time, and that's always big news. Like, oh, bear was sitting down in the graveyard. And it's just... They are terrifying. Like, I've never, like, really stared one down, but... Black bears are okay. I mean, usually they're more afraid of you. They're just big old raccoons. Yeah, (laughs) but, like, dude, seeing a grizzly in the wild would be... How big is a grizzly bear? Too big. Big. (laughs) Big boy. (laughs) Oh, they're massive. Um, Bears are also super fucking smart and can learn Mm -hmm. lots of shit. Have you guys ever heard of uh, Woj Tech? No. He's the bear who went to war? With a Russian bear? No, so he was... The Polish had an Polish. army unit in the English army that it was like Polish that like escaped Nazi occupation and then started like a foreign legion in England. And there were a supply corps that would like run ammo to the army. And their leader's niece traveled with them because it was like a weird thing where it's like, bring your family to war if you're like <laughs> a high ranking officer. And they were in a refugee camp in Iran during like the Africa campaign. And they found, like, this local person was like, hey, we found this fucking Syrian black bear. Or Syrian brown bear, I think it was. And they were like, we found this bear, basically. And the niece was like, oh, how cute, because it was like a baby bear. And they're like, we'll fucking buy it for her. So one of the other officers bought her this bear. And it just hung out with them. And they started getting, like, drunk and, like, doing shit with him. And it grew. And it grew, you know, fucking hundreds of pounds. And it started working with them. Hmm. Because it became a thing where... In the art, in the military, America has a lot of things. They'll have mascots like pets and stuff, but there was a rule. I don't know if it was for all of the English or for this specific unit where they couldn't have a mascot. So when I got old enough where this girl couldn't take care of it and the soldiers were taking care of it, 
instead of making a mascot, they officially enlisted it in the army, and it had its own rank, serial number, and paybook. The bear was getting a paycheck from the military, (laughs) and it started as a private, and I think it got, in a battle, upgraded to corporal, and then, like, retired as a sergeant. And the bear would load ammo crates for them, because he watched the soldiers load, like, the ammo. So he learned (laughs) how to help them do their job, and he could, like, lift crates that would take four men and load the trucks for them. And he'd hang out, and he'd smoke cigarettes. Oh, and drink God. beer. It just like he was just one of the boys. Bear sounds like he belongs in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after the war, they actually got him put in a Scottish zoo, and they would bring him cigarettes, and he would eat them because he could. They couldn't get a lighter to him, so they yeah. throw him cigarettes, and he'd eat cigarettes because he loved cigarettes and booze because he was in the military, I guess, and just got used to it. So they throw him some cigs. See, when you were saying he was like a military bear, I thought you were talking about some like golden compass type bullshit where they slap some armor on him and he'd just go wild on the battlefield. No, he, he just kind of hung out and did, you know, he was one of the boys. He was like a supply yeah. line. Yeah. Bear. yeah. <laughs> Which is honestly kind of even more impressive. Yeah. And that unit has now like their symbol is a bear carrying a huge artillery shell and it's real funny but it's kind of fucking dope that it's like man we could be cool with bears if we weren't destroying their homes yeah yeah that's crazy how like it almost sounds so crackpot but there's different animals that the militaries around the world try to use just the news recently dating this podcast a little bit there was a whale that they found i think in the netherlands and it had like a some sort of technology attached to it and they think it's a Russian probe whale that they've been like attaching like radar and stuff to, so oh Russians God. can like monitor like the coast of other countries. <laughs> and the U.S. military has openly been like weaponizing dolphins for years, just no one talks about it. There's dolphin like squadrons like that they train off the coast. They're not weaponized though; they do bomb disposal. Not. I'm just picturing like, dolphins well, with like dolphins lasers with on their yeah. <laughs> on their fins. <laughs> Starwall. Starwall. It just goes from there. I'll tell you what, though. How much would that piss you off? Because they always, because it's like a cutesy thing where you think like in police forces where they'll have a dog, the drug sniffing dog, and they'll be like, this is Sergeant Spots. And it's like, yeah, that's funny. But also this dog's a sergeant and he outranks me. And like, how does that (laughs) guy feel to be like, this dog's my boss? (laughs) I got a question. Yeah. And I've had a couple debates about it. If you had to fight one. All right, they're protecting their cubs or whatever they're called. Would you rather fight a bear or a moose? Oh fuck! A moose would fuck you up. A say, bear like, would fuck you up. The they would both fuck you up. But like a what moose, they like. I think I'd go, uh, nine feet tall. I don't know. At least I, if it's a black bear, I'd take the black bear any day. Yeah. All right, grizzly. If it's protecting its. I'd say both of them are protecting their cubs. But I'm thinking I've always been adamant about moose because like they don't have as much movement and stuff. Dude, moose can run insanely fast yeah and if one They're charges you assholes even without cubs that's so here's what i'd say without cubs i'd take the bear but with cubs bears can show love and will protect their loved ones i think i take the moose because even though i'm more scared of the moose i don't know if mooses have feelings of love yeah, I, and i don't know if they'd really <laughs> care enough to protect their cubs I'm, or i don't know what a baby moose is called I feel like their it, calves probably yeah it'd probably be tough but I feel like it'd be easier to hurt a moose. Like, they got those big, long legs. Maybe catch them in a joint or something. That's what I was kind um, of Yeah, thinking, or just get like, behind them or... Grab a moose in an arm bar because they got skinny little legs. Yeah, but, but that's skinny compared to the rest of the moose. It, They're probably not, massive. Right. I'm going to lose mm-hmm. either way. But yeah. I feel like if I could at least break a moose's leg or something on the way down. Yeah, I would say moose just for the sole reason, like, you could climb a tree... To escape a moose, but you can't climb a tree to escape a bear. Say, all right, open field, though. That has been discussed as well. You're in an open field. Hmm. No trees. No trees. I'm still, I think I'm sticking with moose. I would say bear. I'm just dead. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you're probably going to die either way, but. If you, if you, if a bear attacks you and you like curl up in position on your belly, like kind of in the fetal position, cover your neck and just let it do its thing. You know what I mean? Stay on your ground initially at first because a lot of them are bluff charges. But like if that fails, you know, you can't defend yourself. You're not bear spray or whatever. Uh, and you do that and you get in a position and play dead. You have a chance of surviving. Whereas like I feel like if you got charged by a moose you're and a wide fucked. open. Yeah, you're just going to get flung 
20 feet That's in the, the air. That's the thing. Is I've seen like videos like mooses will just start shit with people. Like dudes will be on a snowmobile, loud scare where a bear would be like, hey, come on, cubs. Like we're leaving this area. <laughs> I'm going to yell at the dude. And if he comes near us, I'll fight him. But a moose will be like, I'll seek that out. Like I'll fuck this dude up. How dare he comes in moose land. <laughs> moose aren't, land. Aren't, aren't mooses herbivores? Yeah, but they're fucking no, douchebags. I understand, but like with a bear, like playing dead isn't 100% effective. Like maybe they're just real fucking Depends hungry. On the bear. Right. Yeah, true. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you can play dead, but maybe they'll still try to eat you. Where like a moose, I, maybe they also will break all your bones, but at least I they won't try to eat you. I think it's been debunked, but <laughs> I think it's brown bears actually like their meat a little spoiled. So you play because it, it's something like black bears. You fight them. I think it's black bears. You fight them. Brown bears. You play dead because they'll fuck you up and then just be like, eh, "I'll get back to it later," and then actually leave you. And then grizzlies, you're just fucked. Or maybe it's grizzlies, you play dead, and polar bears, you're just fucked. But it's like one type of bear. Oh, I forgot about polar bears. You're done. And then another, you play dead. And then another, you just get real big and can spook them. I think it's black bears. Polar bears actually don't have white fur. It's clear. Yeah, black skin, clear fur. It's like the fur is, it's got like a hollow center, like each strand of hair. So Uh it refracts the light in such a way that they look white. It's like snow. Anything clear stacked up will become like, the opaqueness will lose in. It'll become white. Save the polar bears. But we've been talking for a fucking while. So we're going to end it here. Um, this has been It's Been On My Mind. Uh, if you want to check us out, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter, which I haven't looked at in forever. I need to get better at social media called I-B-O-M-P-O-D. Uh, email us, I-B-O-M-M-P-O-D at Gmail. If you give us a review on iTunes or on Facebook or on fucking anything, we'll shout you out. Uh, so I like to hear back, you know, if we're doing, if we can do anything better, let us know. If you like what you hear, let us know. You know, I just like to hear feedback. With me today, we had Tom Murphy. Hello. Louis Warnick. It's good hanging out with you guys. And Claire Murphy. Goodbye. And we're going to end on a little bit of words of wisdom from Louis Warnick. So... You know, you might be traveling for a little while, going back home to visit the folks. You might stop at a gas station and be tempted to pick up some gas station food. Just don't do it. You know what I mean? (laughs) However good that pizza looks or that chili dog may sound, just don't do it. And that's my word of wisdom. (laughs)